Hey there, welcome to Just Godly Things Podcast, where we share real God stories in a non-religious way. On this episode, we'll be hitting on some fun topics related to spirituality, including open doors, yoga, counterfeit spirituality, such as the New Age movement, and more. So let's get started. All right, welcome back to Just Godly Things. We are in our hometown, Calgary, with fellow Canadian Kiana. Hello. Love it. Welcome, Kiana. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Dude, it's so exciting. Have you been on a podcast before? I went on like one podcast, but it was like like a YouTube channel as well. So my face was shown. Oh, I love it. It was a little intimidating, but it was good. That's awesome. Yeah. That was a Christian one also? Or? No, secular. Oh, mm. let's go, sister. Yeah, what did like, you share on? I just shared my testimony. They found me on TikTok, and I just shared my testimony. Oh, so It was cool. a secular. Secular. They, like, interviewed, oh, like, hip-hop, up-and-coming, like, hip-hop and rap artists and stuff, and, yeah. That's oh, amazing. Super cool. Yeah. So you're a pro. You know what you're doing? No. <laughs> the Holy Spirit knows what I'm doing. That's Amen. right. Yeah. He's going to help you today. Well, we're here. Three of us have known each other for... A couple years now. During mm-hmm. I think we met during COVID at a prayer meeting or something like that, right? I met Kat at a prayer meeting. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, i got to introduce you to Brittany. That's how it happened. And then y'all just lived together for a hot minute, too. Yeah. A very <laughs> short minute, but you yeah. did live together. Y'all are sisters mm-hmm. doing the thing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. been so fun. Kiana, you're a YWAMer. Uh-huh. You did a YWAM last year, right? Fellow YWAMer. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. It was awesome. Yeah, I did uh, YWAM Kona. I did the Fire and Fragrance DTS, and it was great. I'm excited to get a little bit more into that. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. It's so great. fun. Well, um, what are we going to focus on today, Brittle? Yeah, so Kiana, your testimony really kind of circles around stuff that we've never had on the podcast before. You dabbled in some witchcraft, some new age, mm-hmm. some tarot card reading. We want to hear all about that and how you cool. came to the faith and how um, your life looks now in comparison to what you were dipping in before. Yes, yeah. that's so good. I think, yeah, the goal of this episode is definitely to expose some yeah. works of the enemy mm-hmm. that totally. can be at work in the church, you know, yeah. things that we think are okay that are actually not okay Yeah, because God calls us to live a holy instead a part life totally so we'd love to hear from you tell us a little bit about your story then did you grow up christian what's that all looking like okay so i was born into like kind of a christian home sort of my parents like would go to church on christmas and easter and we like i literally never saw them pray and honestly we had books like the law of attraction and the secret in our house and Mm -hmm. my parents would talk about like oh like you can kind of you know, manifest your reality with your thoughts and stuff. And they'd occasionally say that. So I didn't really have like exposure to like a born again, spirit filled Christian home. But when I was about nine years old, my parents had like a pretty messy divorce and there was just like so much chaos and fighting in my house. And also like my dad got together with my stepmom pretty quick after the divorce and her and I just like did not get along at all. It was, yeah, it was definitely hard being like nine and 10 years old and just going through that. And so, yeah, Basically, because there was so much chaos in my home, I decided that I was just going to never be home. And I decided to kind of start rebelling, and that started pretty young. Um, And I felt like I just wanted to grow up really fast. And so I got into partying and drinking and just, like, like sexual experiences really young. Mm -hmm. And I was probably... I would say like 11 or 12 is like when I really dove in. Um, and me and my friends, we would like we would like order alcohol through this one app and they just come, you pay an extra 10 bucks and they just bring it to you. And we would have, our rule of thumb was a two six of liquor was between two of us. And 
that would be for the night. So we would just drink no it straight. I was like a 12 year old. Yeah. That's crazy. And we would just like puke on, like we'd puke wow. in bags and like throw it on cars out the apartment <laughs> window. And like, dude, it was rough. That's dirty. And basically, yeah, like it was just, this continued on just like absolutely no values when it came to like sex or anything. I was like, oh, like this is just what teenagers do. They just go, they party, they smoke weed. Mm-hmm. I got into like psychedelic drugs and mushrooms and like ditched class and yeah, just had no respect for authority. And mm-hmm. that was just the way I was living. And ultimately things like this were just never discussed at home? No, like my parents had no idea I was doing these things because I was really good at like manipulating and lying and I did really well in school Mm -hmm. and I didn't really even have to try and so when I was gone away like I literally had um, this lady I worked with. She was a delivery driver, and she would be a pretend parent. And, like, my my parents would be like, hey, well, I want to call so-and-so's parents and make sure you're sleeping there. And, yeah, this lady would, like, literally be a fake parent, and we would just go, and we would go to parties. And these parties would sometimes have, like, 200 people in them, and just a bunch of stuff would get stolen, and it was crazy. So that was just the way I was living for a long time. But... To get into more of like how I came into a new age avenue mm-hmm. was basically I just had this fascination with the paranormal from a really young age. So like my family had had ghost experiences mm-hmm. and they shared them and I always wanted to have a ghost experience. So I remember the fascination started pretty young and I learned how to make a Ouija board like with pen, paper and a bottle cap in elementary school. So at recess, I would just be out there on the on the concrete and just doing Ouija boards and talking to the dead. and By yourself? No, normally like with a friend or whatever. So I was also doing those at home and it was kind of crazy because I had just opened, I guess, all these doors up. It's like I believed... I believed in that there was like a spiritual world, but I had never personally experienced mm-hmm. anything. So you could almost say at this time, like I was an atheist kind of like mm-hmm. I just had, I believed that we, things were just strictly physical, mm-hmm. but at 16, I had my first ghost experience. Mm-hmm. So I was like living in the basement of my house and it was a good way for me to just like sneak out of the window at night. And yeah, it was crazy because basically I got high in my basement and then I heard my brush rattling and I turned around and it just moves across the table in front of my eyes. And I'm like, just shocked. And I, I stared at for a really long time and I'm like oh my gosh what did I just witness mm-hmm. but I thought I was just you know I'm like I'm just high was this while you were playing with a Ouija board no this was just this was uh, you like, just smoking weed yeah this was just like in, a in normal bedroom. time and I guess it was just the time that the devil was like yeah reveal yourself you know demons mm-hmm. reveal yourself mm-hmm. and then anyways I ended up turning around went back to doing my thing and I turned around again because I heard the shaking again and it flew off the table mm-hmm. and onto the floor and I was like but I couldn't go upstairs and like tell my dad because I was high. So I just stared at that brush and was scared. And it ended up leading into me being like straight up haunted my high school years. Like every single night something would happen. I'd hear footsteps across my floor or I'd hear like I would keep waking up and hearing dragging noises all night long. Wow. And the chair across my room would, would be facing my bed in the morning. And mm-hmm. it like w- it was dragging all night and just wow. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So this is how the new age door opened up. This is pretty crazy. At this point, Before I knew. Before you keep going on yeah. that, can you talk a little bit about opening doors? So in this example right here, this is like mm-hmm. a spiritual door that you've opened up. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you say that things have kind of free reign to attack you and affect your life. Yeah. So what does it look like when you open up a spiritual door then? I think like just 
any sin opens a spiritual door. And obviously we know that like divination and witchcraft and like talking to the dead is a sin punishable by death in the Old Testament. And so whatever you're opening doors in any sin you do. And that's why like obviously in the Christian life, you're denying your flesh and you're seeking holiness and seeking righteousness. Because when you're a Christian and you open a bunch of doors, like if I'm a Christian and I go to a new age store and start doing a Ouija board, like you're kind of just opening a door into your life. Like you're now like eating from the enemy's table. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a good way to describe it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the enemy doesn't yeah. play fair, you know, no. so you could just crack a little door open. Yeah. Even through something, you know, watching a movie that's like low key, not good. You just crack that little door open and he's like, boom, baby. Mm -hmm. You know, he wants to come in and take Big advantage time. because he has a legal right. Yeah. So it's you opening the door is you giving him that legal authority for him to visit mm -hmm. and be like, oh, I'm going to do this. But it's through repentance mm -hmm. that we close those doors. And I mean, God wants us to have like a really clean conscience before him. Mm -hmm. So even if you do open something up, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that men be quick to repent and God will close that door on your behalf mm, yeah I like that it's good it's true and yeah basically that was just what I guess opened the door to all these experiences and it, it came to this point where I, I came upstairs one day and I told my dad I'm like I'm done like I want to move out of this house and it was our childhood home I had been there since I was born um I loved this house that's when he finally took me seriously he's like oh wow okay like she because I had been telling him about this ghost stuff but he kind of didn't believe me and he'd experienced a few things, but not enough that like caused concern. And then this is where this is where the devil used it. My aunt, so his sister, was dating uh, a high level Reiki master, and so that basically Reiki is like energy healing. You mm -hmm. sit under um, a shaman. They essentially put you through a series of rituals, and they put energy on you. But I know that to be they put spirits on you mm -hmm. um, that help you to discern like people's energy centers, and and we can get more in depth on that later. But basically, like this. This man was dating my aunt and my dad shared this with him that I'm going through these experiences. So he came to my house and like, I wasn't home for this, but he did some kind of like a ritual in my house mm -hmm. um, to cleanse my house of these demonic spirits, which I'm assuming would be like burning sage and stuff like that. But he gave me this big giant crystal, this big giant selenite after, and I was not haunted again. So I was like, whoa, like there's power in like whatever this man is doing. And I, I stopped being haunted after that. And so because of that, it opened the door to the new age. So I had this selenite crystal and I'm like, huh, like what does it do? So I start researching what does selenite do? Oh, it cleanses a room. It pulls out impurities. It does all these things. So that's where I started going to new age shops and it just started small, right? It always kind of starts like small. But yeah, I got into like crystals and then I got it really into like tarot cards. Eventually I was just doing a lot of um, new age practices, including like meditation. Um, at this time, I got super into like yoga. Do you want to like elaborate a little bit on like what tarot card reading is and like what the appeal is there? Yeah, definitely. So tarot card reading is basically... Wait, though, is it tarot or tarot? Tarot. That was the real question. Like, I think it's with tarot. a T after T-A-R-O-T. <laughs> yeah. Is it carrot or carrot? <laughs> It's a silent T, okay? Tarot. Just kidding. Yeah, tarot cards. Um, yeah, like it's basically just like you're operating in agreement with the, the spirit of divination. So the divination spirit is basically just like a um, counterfeit for the spirit of prophecy mm -hmm. in, in in like, you know, Christendom. Is that a good word for it? I don't know. But yeah, basically it's, it's operating under the spirit of divination, which is just a counterfeit of prophecy. So basically it's predicting your future and telling you things about your future. That's the appeal. Like I was doing these tarot cards and they were dead on. They right, were right, predicting right. my future. They would tell me when some something was happening in my life, they would always be relevant. So I, I ended up having like, 
after all these years in the new age, I collected probably 30 decks of tarot cards and was using them every day. Like tarot cards were my God. Hmm. But it also opened up doors to me going to a new age church and it's located in Kensington in Calgary. So I start going to this new age church and it starts out with, you know, we come in, we pray to mother, father, God, or the universe. And then we maybe meditate for a little bit. And then basically a medium or a psychic gets up on stage and starts calling people out in the crowd and giving them readings. Like maybe their dead relative is speaking to them. And that's necromancy. So in the Bible, Mm -hmm. it talks about necromancy and, you know, don't consult with necromancers and it's a serious sin in the eyes of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this doors open wide. Can you elaborate on that really quick and how you're not actually communicating with your dead relative? Oh, yeah. Full on communicating with a demon. Yeah. So basically like your, your fate's decided when you die, like you go to heaven or you go to hell, you're with the Lord or you're apart from the Lord. So your, your dead relative is, is in one of those two destinations. Usually who the medium is talking to is something called a familiar spirit. Mm -hmm. So basically it means like a spirit, like a demon that has been walking with your family line for a long time and they see things, they observe things. Like, of course they know your dead relative because they were probably the demon oppressing your dead relative their whole life. So you're not even able to talk to the dead. Um, I know there's like one occurrence in the Bible of someone that that did um, talk to the dead. I I can't remember exactly who that was now. Oh, you mean like Saul? Yeah, Saul. And there's just one occurrence of that happening. Yeah, Saul goes to talk to, who does he talk to? He talks to someone because... Like Saul in the Old Testament? Yeah, Saul in the Old Testament Mm -hmm. is so jealous of David. So Mm -hmm. he runs away and talks to... Mediums. He he uses a medium medium. to talk to someone who's died. Oh, so then he wouldn't have been talking to like an actual dead person. The weird thing is in the Bible, it says he actually was. So I don't know if that was just like, like it said he talked to the spirit of. Yeah, that was an Old Testament thing though too. Yeah, so I don't know exactly how that like plays in today, but all I can tell you is like, you are talking to demons. But yeah, so basically I was attending this church regularly. It was on Sunday nights and I was just... I would go and I'm hoping that, you know, my dead relative would talk to me or whatever. Um, they would also do energy healing afterwards and they'd basically sit you down in a room and it's just such a counterfeit of like prayer too. Mm. They would lay hands on you. They would go through all your energy centers and they would like bring them back into alignment. And yeah, it was, it was just, it was very deceptive. Mm-hmm. And basically at this time I am, I'm starting at Mount Royal University and I actually, partnered with some people that were like-minded so they started this club called manifestation masterminds and it was all rooted in the ideas of the secret of the law of attraction about you being able to manifest your desires and Uh your future with your mind and with Mm -hmm. affirmations and Mm -hmm. visualization and stuff and so I started being a part of this club and I started teaching people about these things about chakras about energy centers in the body about yoga and I was like leading many people astray that would come to the club in and around this time I was in the new age for like like four years, maybe five years, but my morality was just getting worse and worse and I didn't even notice. So I got to this point where I had learned about these girls um, who basically were paying their way through school by being a sugar baby. Hmm. Basically like you have a sugar daddy that like, I don't know, takes you on dates and stuff and pays you for it. So I was like seriously looking into being like a sugar baby. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, I want to pay my way through school. Like <laughs> I, I, you know, I believe in the universe and right. the universe is my God and the universe loves me no matter what. And so then I get into being a sugar baby. I go on like a date and it was like, I had just realized Like I almost came to my first point ever of like repentance of, I came home from that date just feeling disgusting. Mm. Um, And I was like, I don't know, in my soul, I might've seemed high on life, but like in my soul, it was like the depths, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, like 
I have not or I have not found what I'm looking for in the new age. In the new age, there's like a million different avenues to truth and it's pick your own truth. Like mm-hmm. if you want to go be Buddhist, pick your own truth. If you want to, you know, um, go be Hindu, go for it. And in, in the Hindu world, there's like hundreds of gods. Pick your God and go for it. But you never arrive. Mm-hmm. You're just going to keep searching and seeking. So that's how I felt like five years in the new age. I actually lost my morality. I lost all my friends. Like I was just in this really like dark place. And I remember that night. It was the first time I cried out like to Jesus of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, I like had a bath and I was like, I don't know how this works, Lord, but I've heard something about baptism. So maybe you can just baptize me in this bathtub right now. Like, wow. I don't know how this works. Uh-huh. And I was like, Jesus, like, I don't know who even are you. Just help me. And no response, nothing happened. So I continued on and I eventually ended up quitting university and I started traveling. I went to places like Bali and Thailand and just like went through Southeast Asia. My first group trip I took, it was crazy because on this trip, I ended up meeting a Jehovah Witness Mm -hmm. that actually we shared a room one night and she preached the gospel to me for the first time. So I don't remember, like, I think it just planted a seed. It wasn't like a a total like born again moment. It was Mm -hmm. just like a seed. And also the Jehovah Witnesses believe in a different Jesus. They actually believe he is Archangel Michael in the flesh. Mm. They don't believe he's God in the flesh. So if she put that part in there, I didn't, it didn't register. Like Mm -hmm. I just heard the gospel Mm -hmm. for the first time, but it didn't click. Eventually I ended up going to Bali and I went to literally the witch doctor from Eat, Pray, Love to seek counsel. And my friend was with me and in the book, Eat, Pray, Love, this girl goes to Bali, meets this lady, this witch doctor, and she does all these rituals on her and then she's healed and set free. Mm. So we go to her and again, such a counterfeit and probably just like open more doors in our lives. You know, um, we witnessed something too called the cremation ceremony in Bali, which basically like they make these big giant floats for people who have died and then they put them in the float and then they just like burn them alive in front wow. of everyone. And so wow. I just straight up was like standing there, like watching a human body burn wow. in front of my eyes and just had like no conviction about it. It was just like and watching that, a ritual. that's a holy experience for them, eh? Yeah. Like, and I, the reason I stayed, a lot of tourists left. There was like a seven year old Balinese boy next to me, like drinking a juice box watching. And I'm like, oh, it's just culture shock. Like whatever, this is normal. So that's kind of it went even more downhill from there basically but when I came back from all these travels is when COVID just began so for a while I came back and I was a server but then all the restaurants shut down I lost my job and basically my ex-boyfriend who I was living with at the time he was paying our bills so I just had a lot of time to spend doing nothing I think like a lot of us I got the rug pulled out lost everything so I started um, doing a lot of research and this is where I got into conspiracy theories for the first time classic so yeah <laughs> but thank, thank the lord for conspiracy theories because it's like it paradigm shifts you like little by little uh-huh. until you can like accept the reality of like oh my gosh the world we're living in is like super evil and mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. and we're living in a dying world and it, it opened me up to jesus but basically i got into conspiracy theories and some of the ones i got into were like pizzagate illuminati mm-hmm. freemasonry mm-hmm. satanic cults and how I fa- how I found Jesus in this, it was a slow process of just like a lot of research. Just mm-hmm. I'm talking like morning to night, just uncovering these things, looking at the pictures, looking at the evidence, being like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even know this stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I lived in this little la la land. Right. But it was really great because once I once I hit the rock bottom of that, I basically like learned about these survivors of satanic cults who go through satanic ritual abuse, mm-hmm. and from like infancy, like they go through ritual ritual purposes. They're put through like trauma and like horrific things happen. I won't get into detail because it's really explicit. Um, but basically, I heard this lady's testimony coming out of that, mm-hmm. and she said she like found Jesus 
and Jesus has healed her and healed her of all this trauma. And I remember thinking like, how could you believe in Jesus or like a good God if you've literally been going through this since childhood and you've been forced to do horrific things Mm -hmm. and like things horrific things were done to you like how can you believe in a good god like i was just shocked because at this point i mean i was hearing these conspiracy theories of how we're all going into like a five-dimensional reality and like i don't know if you've heard much about like the palladians or whatever that believe that they're aliens basically that's very new age um Mm -hmm. i almost got into like basically believing i was an alien Mm -hmm. which a lot of people are there by the way but basically for the first time, I read these scriptures, and that is what that is what really, really pulled me in. So I'm going to pull up these scriptures right now. For the first time, I read 2 Timothy 3, and I think this was like just after I was like, hey, you, you went through this horrible thing, you came from this satanic cult, and you believe in Jesus. And so I started Googling, like, who is Jesus? Hmm. Like, what did Jesus do? Because... Yes, I had been to Christmas and Easter services, but I had never like heard the gospel and it had never resonated with me. And you know what I mean? Uh, I had never heard about being born again. So I read 2 Timothy 3. It says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power and have nothing to do with such people. When I first read this scripture, I was like, whoa, this is me and this is our entire generation Mm. because people are lovers of themselves you know like the instagram culture it's like all me 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 and everything is about like the self Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like literally we have a page to basically show everyone worship of the self like not just i mean i'm not saying like instagram's like the devil but i'm just saying it's just culturally it's you know totally Mm -hmm. lovers of themselves lovers of money you know everyone thinks that you've arrived in life when you have money and obviously that's been since the beginning of time but you can just really see that in our generation disobedient to parents like that's the one that really hit me too because i'm like Okay, back in the day, they used to have the strap in school, and people used to, like, beat their kids if they were, like, you know, bad. Mm -hmm. People were not disobedient to their parents. Like, maybe they were in secret, but not in the way they are now, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Like, people are blatantly disrespectful to their parents on social media, and just basically everything I read here, even lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, like, everything we do on the day-to-day when when we're in the world is in seeking pleasure, Mm -hmm. even, even in just, like indulging in food and yeah anyways so I read that scripture and I just realized like whoa we are in these last days and it kind of just it hit you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah basically I realized I'm I think I read the book of Revelation as well and I just like realized like oh we're in the last days right I also believed like Jesus was coming tomorrow basically and so I was in this state of like fear and like like trying to change my whole life myself and as a new fresh believer you're like a newborn baby and you go through these phases and Mm -hmm. you have no self-control yeah so that's where I was at so you believed in Jesus at that time and you were like okay he's the way yeah so basically when I had like start I it it was like I can't even right now like pinpoint when I knew Jesus was real Uh it was slow like even after I watched Mm -hmm. this video even after I was reading the bible Mm -hmm. but I hit this point where I arrived at like Mm -hmm. okay Jesus is lord and I repented and basically I rid my home of all new age items Mm -hmm. like I threw out like a buddha statue my grandma Mm -hmm. gave me Mm -hmm. um threw out all the tarot card decks 
And what led to that? That was your own conviction? Yeah, like it was just like basically, um, I also read this scripture, Deuteronomy 18, 9 to 14. It says, This is just when like the Israelites are are coming into the promised land. It says, When you come into the land which your Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire, anyone who practices witchcraft, uh, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations of the Lord, your God will drive them out before you. And so basically it was like, I thought these things were really good until I I was like, okay, I think this Jesus guy is real. And then I read that scripture and I'm like, whoa, everything I've been doing for the last five years in the new age has been an abomination to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like he hates it. He right. literally hates it. And mm-hmm. so there was like a fear of the Lord in mm-hmm. you at this point, but you weren't like quite spirit filled. And so, yeah, was, not yet. Was there like kind of like guilt and like trying to do things out of your own strength kind of mix in to like this process of like mm-hmm. getting rid of crystals or what was that kind of like? No, it was like, it was like, this is it. This is done. I'm okay. choosing Christ. Christ and my whole life is worthless now. Like this is restart. This is, this is, and I had read at that point about being born again. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm like, yeah, this is, I was just intentionally choosing Christ. Mm -hmm. I was like this, the rest of this is garbage to me. And I, I had, um, I realized that. And so basically from this, my life took like a full 180 and I went from rather than researching conspiracy theories all day I was reading the bible from like 8 a.m till 10 p.m at night like underlining it scribing it I couldn't Mm -hmm. get enough of the word of God because I realized like I felt in my heart like I knew the second that I had fully repented like I had arrived Mm -hmm. this was where this is the purpose this is the purpose of life this is why we're born Mm -hmm. is to find Jesus and so basically it was like I would go for a walk and I'd be listening to a sermon just while I'm going for a walk and I couldn't get enough of God. It was like I was a sponge. Mm -hmm. And almost like if you think about a baby, how they need to be like fed milk all the time. That is how I was feeling. It was Mm -hmm. like you have to be like constantly Mm -hmm. fed. Um, and you're just so hungry for the Lord. So good. First Peter. Yeah. That? That's so good. It was amazing. And and so basically in this, it ended up like I left my entire life behind that I had built. I left behind my friends since elementary school, mm-hmm. um, which was hard. But it was like I was like hanging out with them and getting wasted and then preaching the gospel to them. So mm-hmm. eventually the Lord was like, you're you're not looking any different than them. Like oh. what impact like you're just kind of smearing my name in the ground when you do that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Like live differently and mm-hmm. and become like me and then you know, you can be an influence in people's lives. Right. So basically it resulted in like, I left my boyfriend. I, I felt the Lord calling me to leave for a long time. And although I was resistant, eventually I just like moved out in faith. I had no money. I hadn't been working for a year. Mm. Um, so I borrowed a thousand dollars and I found this $700 apartment in downtown Calgary. They didn't ask me for proof of employment or like anything, which is credit check. Of. I know. And so it was favor. a miracle. So Within a month, I didn't even have a job yet. Like I had been looking and within that month of moving in, I got a job working for a ministry in Calgary that oversees a bunch of other ministries. So I was able to go to like youth camps and watch people encounter the Lord. And um, I was filled with the Holy Spirit at this point. I'm like speaking in tongues and I'm excited and zealous. And I was doing evangelism every Friday. Like even when I was still living with my boyfriend, Mm -hmm. I was doing evangelism every Friday. And Mm -hmm. I like wanted to plan all of my weeks around Jesus like So, you know, there would just be different things I would do and make sure I was spending every day with the Lord. And then it was crazy because I felt the Lord calling me to YWAM. And at this time, it was like still COVID. 
and it was like really scary to think about going to YWAM. I uh, didn't take the vaccine and I was like, oh my gosh, like what if I, you know, go to the airport and I'm trying to come home after six months and like, I don't know what the state of the world's going to be. I don't know right. if they're even going to let me back into my country. Mm-hmm. So I was really scared. I prayed with Brittany mm-hmm. and Brittany said these words to me. She's like, you know, we're going to ask the Lord for a sign. He's already confirmed YWAM to you. He doesn't have to give you a sign, but he probably will just because he loves you. And so it was the next day, a coworker of mine texts me and said that she's met someone who's also going to YWAM Kona with me. She's from Ontario. She had three days left in town. We meet up. This chick is the craziest chick I've ever met. Crazy. She's born in Papua New Guinea. Shout out to Heidi. Literally, <laughs> Heidi. Oh my gosh. We'll Someone's going to write a story on this chick one day. She is currently <laughs> literally writing, uh, running and she founded a children's school taking street kids off the street in Uganda. Wow. She's currently doing that. She is insane. And I meet this chick and she's telling me about how the Lord sent her to Syria and, and during the height of the Syrian war. And she got hired by the United Nations. She was mm. the only Canadian there. Mm. And at first I didn't like believe anything she was saying <laughs> until I like saw pictures of her grandpa with like a tooth through his nose in the jungle of Papua New Guinea and like her pictures of like her younger self like in the jungle of Papua New Guinea so anyways when the Lord sent me this woman I was like yeah okay Lord I'm going to YWAM Kona I put the whole thing on my credit card two days before the second round of fees were due my friend's parents paid off they gave me a check for four thousand U.S. dollars, six thousand Canadian dollars, and fully paid it off. Wow. Fully paid my debts off, so I could put the second round of fees on my credit card. And God's just been like faithful, time and time again, in like providing, but also like us just confirming when I'm walking in His will. Mm-hmm. And every day, it's like been trying to not even trying, just being submitted and dying to myself and following Christ and wanting his will over mine every day Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like where I'm at even now like just the things he's done in my life are just completely miraculous and yeah yeah completely miraculous Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -mm -mm. I ended up when I came back from YWAM um, I worked for the same ministry and the Lord just like opened up opportunities just through my work there to speak and share my testimony in different churches and youth groups and the Lord has just been very faithful Mm in just seeing people I've met like parents who are like oh my son is going down you know he's going down a bad path and Mm -hmm. I can't believe that someone like you who was in the depths of the depths can be redeemed by Christ and so it's been nice to like be able to be like God can do anything Mm, in your in your child's life so yeah yeah yeah, that's so good he literally can do anything and one thing I would love for us to just touch on briefly I mean we want to talk a little bit more about the spiritual realm and things like that that we've learned and what uh, we should do and not do Mm -hmm. but also one thing is like you know God uses our scars and he turns them into badges yeah it's like things that we think are never redeemable that actually God can heal them Mm -hmm. and then he can use you with those things so Mm -hmm. that you can bring freedom and healing to other people So one thing, can you just touch on a little bit now about how Mm -hmm. the fact that you came out of like all this, you know, witchcraft, occulty, new agey stuff, yet Mm -hmm. God actually brings those people to you now? Yeah. And so it's actually that God gives us that authority because now we have a key to unlock that in other people's lives, you know? Mm -hmm. So like even you share about people who come up to you, I'm like, bro, I never talk to those people. Yeah. What the enemy intends for evil, the Lord uses for good. Yeah, definitely. No, it's interesting too, because all this new age stuff, like there's another scripture I was just going to share really quick. It says, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. it says, And no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Hmm. So the new age seems so good. It mm-hmm. seems so like 
positive and you're you know you're you're affirming yourself right. and that's what's so deceptive about it though because it seems godly right but you're affirming yourself you're not affirming like dying to yourself mm-hmm. so it's just very like deceptive mm-hmm. and and it's all the powers within you yeah right like it's not this like recognition of oh I'm actually helpless and I can't do this on my own that's you know, why I, I think, need God totally I think and that's like manifesting also is like oh, I can do this if I just like yeah. put my mind to it and I'm just going to like focus on this and this and this. But actually as believers in Jesus, we recognize mm-hmm. our dependence for God and how we can't yeah, do it on our right. own. But there's an invitation totally. as we submit things to him and mm-hmm. ask him that he then partners with us and helps us. Mm-hmm. And it, you know what else I was thinking of when you said that is like the manifestation stuff works, like 100% works, mm-hmm. but you're not operating under God's will and under God's power or authority. Like that's fully the enemy's work in your life. Totally. And so with everything the enemy gives to you, there's a consequence. There's something he'll take. And so like, yes, you might gain this like, what I don't know, like if you're manifesting like a relationship or something, maybe you'll gain that relationship, but you'll lose in another area of your life. Right. And then you'll blame it on yourself because you're like, oh, I didn't manifest hard enough because my circumstance is an account of what I'm putting out. Mm -hmm. So it's just so deceptive. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I think it also, some of that stuff with new age comes back to the fact, I mean, your testimony is a great example of this really. Like my morality was just going down Mm -hmm. and down. And I think a lot of times people love the new age movement because you can still be yourself and have sex with whoever you want. You can get drunk all the time and it's me, me, me. Oh, and I'm like spiritually connected, you Mm -hmm. know? So we think it's like, all that but actually and I think a lot of times people just don't like holiness mm-hmm. but it's because we see it from the wrong point of view you know like we don't understand the beauty of holiness so mm-hmm. could you even talk just a little bit about that yeah like I think that people see like walking the Christian life and holiness as bondage mm-hmm. but what they don't realize is actually it's the opposite like it's freedom mm-hmm. there's freedom in Christ and it's interesting because it's like so twisted. It's like, mm-hmm. no, the bondage is in the world. Yeah. Because you're a slave to who you serve. So if you're mm-hmm. if you're a slave to a good God that like loves you, created you, made you, and has good things mm-hmm. in store for you, totally. you're a slave right. of that. But if you're a slave of the world and you're a slave of alcohol and drugs mm-hmm. and sex and all these things that don't actually they don't bring anything mm-hmm. into your life, they just take from you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. That kind of reminds me of um, what you were talking about earlier, like trying to be like a sugar baby mm-hmm. and there's like this appeal there, like, oh my gosh, like I've made it. If I if I have someone paying for all my stuff and all I have to yeah. do is look pretty. But there's something about it that it's like workspace, like you're striving for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like so not satisfying. Yeah. And it's empty. Like you're like, hey, my value is this. This is my value as a woman is like what I can offer someone physically, how I look. That's mm-hmm. the so for a long time, even you know, coming to the Lord, there's a lot of things, some things you're just delivered in, but some things the Lord is consecrating in you and working mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. And so something that the Lord's been, currently I am I am undergoing a one-year makeup fast. Wow. Um, and that's just because the, the Lord showed me like, hey, you identify and you think that your value just comes from like what you look like externally. Mm-hmm. But like, I want to do an inner work in you. Mm-hmm. And then when pe- it's going to be a testimony of me because when people meet you, they're going to just see Jesus. Right. right. And they're not going to like see you. And so someone might look at that and be like, whoa, that's so depraved. I can't believe that she has to like do that for the Lord. But it's like, no, I'm honored to do that in the Lord because his ways are higher mm-hmm. and his will is higher. Mm-hmm. And you don't even know the freedom that you're going to get when you follow 
and you're obedient to God. Totally, mm-hmm. totally. And Romans 12 talks about counting your life as a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So when we lay down these things, we put it on the altar. That's what they would do in the Old Testament. They put the sacrifice on the altar, and then God would consume the sacrifice with fire. That's exactly so, what he said to me. He said, fire falls on sacrifice. Yes, come yeah. on. So actually, God wants to give you more of him as you mm-hmm. surrender these things to him. You know, yeah, And so, okay. so many times we can get caught up in, I have to surrender this. Like, I can't do this or this or this. But it's actually not about that. It's not about the dying. It's who's living in us and yeah. through us now because we die. Yeah. You know? So focusing on the life. And ultimately, God wants to be number one in our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't want us to have any other idols. So all those things are just idols. You know, you valuing the way that you look. Any alcohol, drugs, mm-hmm. this or that, crystals, all these other things, they're all idols. And they're putting, like, and mm-hmm. it's you putting them before God. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting too. Like even if we wanted to touch a little bit on as believers, like I've personally met a couple believers that like think it's okay to, to do yoga and to do stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, and I would even like to touch on that a little bit. Cause I know that this is like a, kind of like a, a touchy topic. But yoga is an inherently spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. So, like, the yoga poses all worship different Hindu gods. And, Mm -hmm. like, when you do the poses and you rest in the poses, you are basically an act of worship in your body. And the, the... the word yoga in Sanskrit means to yoke yourself with mm-hmm. or to connect yourself mm-hmm. with um, or to become one with. Right. And so when you do that as an exercise practice, you almost have to ask yourself, like, what are you, first of all, if you've done that before, like, and you feel convicted right now as you're even listening to this, like, God's grace is sufficient and his powers made perfect in your weakness. And a lot of the things we do is just out of oblivion. Like, we're just not aware. Mm-hmm. But what you don't realize is, like, you're opening doors in your life. You're yoking yourself to right. the demons behind these these idols that, mm-hmm. that are worshipped in the in Hinduism. Right. And so... It's really, it's really interesting because it's not just like you're doing a physical practice. You're doing a spiritual practice, mm-hmm, right. and there's just a physical part of it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, you're opening your body up to that. And, um, I mean, here in the West, you would be like, oh, I'm just doing yoga, but it's not that spiritual. And there's mm-hmm. different, you know, studios have different types of this. But ultimately, like, in the yoga kind of bio, DNA of what it is, it says you can't have yoga without Hinduism. Yeah. So, actually, even if you think, oh, it's totally okay, I'm just, like, worshiping Jesus while mm-hmm. I do this, you're actually, like, opening yourself up to that religion yeah and and in this case we can recognize that actually different religions are demonic Mm -hmm. god is the only god jesus is is. the only way he is jealous for us everything else is an idol and this is one of these things where it's like okay wow like ultimately like you're saying kiana we need to discern okay god is this something that i'm just going to trust you and fear you in Mm -hmm. or am i just gonna kind of do what i want in this case you know yeah Mm -hmm. like every single aspect of our christian life should be submitted to god and i mean if you've prayed and you thought thought you heard the Lord say, yeah, like, go do it. You have to ask yourself, like, hey, be super discerning of the spirits, like discern where, where your knowledge and wisdom is coming from. Because if it's not in line with the, with God's word, mm-hmm. then it's definitely not the Lord. For you know sure. what I mean? Totally. Yeah. And going yeah. back to that yoking thing, you know, it's like, yeah, you yoking yourself to those Hindu gods, whatever yeah. their names are, it starts with a D or something. Anyways, it's you yoking yourself to those Hindu gods. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that we're supposed to only take on Jesus's yoke because yeah. it's 
his yoke is easy totally. and his burden is light. You know, yeah. and yoga is all yoga is all about emptying your mind and this and that. But yes. actually, we want to fill our mind with Jesus. Yeah, that's what we want to do. We don't want to empty. Like we want to be filled with Jesus. You mm-hmm. know, so there, just as you continue to look at this, and uh, anyone who's listening to this who would do yoga, man, take it to the Lord and start looking this stuff up. Mm-hmm. Research it. Take it to the Lord. Say, God, give me um, personal conviction on this. Show me what is right and be obedient to him, you know, right. and he can ultimately bring other ways for you to find physical exercise mm-hmm. activities, things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And like, even what you said about meditation, like meditation is a biblical practice that the enemy took and that he, he corrupted and he's made a counterfeit. Mm-hmm. The, the meditation that God intends in scripture is for us to meditate on his word and to like sit on his word and meditate Mm -hmm. on it and maybe envision ourselves being the woman at the well or just meditating and filling our mind with the Lord and filling Mm -hmm. our mind with things of God. Um, But meditation of the world tells you to empty your mind. And when you're crushing yourself in the new age, because basically like it's still, it's, it's so counterfeit and it's so similar, but also so different. You're also denying yourself and you want to kill your ego when you're in the new age. So you're trying to like kill you as well you're trying to kill you just like you are you know we're supposed to die to ourselves in christianity and that christ would live through us but who's living through you in the new age that's the question mm-hmm. when you die to yourself what are you just an empty vessel no mm-hmm. like demonic is going to start living through your life you've yoked yourself to all these demons what's manifesting through you right mm-hmm. See what mm-hmm. i mean totally mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and i think that's just something in the west that we're not as aware of these days mm-hmm. we don't think that there's spiritual implications mm-hmm. for what we do you know mm-hmm. it's like oh it's just yoga or oh it's just a super messed up lusty movie on the tv or oh it's mm-hmm. just secular music but it's so catchy you yeah. know and like we don't actually yeah. recognize that there are spirits totally. spirits that are attached to this yeah. stuff the Bible you know? talks about like we don't we don't fight against flesh and blood it's like a spiritual realm that's around us and if we could only see mm-hmm. things that are literally just like coming out of your tv screen yeah i think it'd be way more sobering for people yeah. who kind of like consume mm-hmm. different things that's like right. that and yeah the bible talks about like the gift of discernment the discerning mm-hmm. of spirits totally. to know what is right and what is wrong mm-hmm. and we should definitely at the end of the episode pray for that over listeners mm-hmm. that would totally. be really good mm-hmm. but ultimately we need to have discernment because once again things could seem like they're in the holy spirit but then oh it's when that gift kick, kicks in oh lord actually is this appropriate mm-hmm. is this yeah. okay mm-hmm. and yeah. he'll give you that like holy spirit like yes yeah. and no you know and mm-hmm. that's why we need to have that dependence on the lord mm-hmm. and like something too that's like a little bit quite convicting in my life like what the lord's asked me to do because i know as christians we all have different convictions something very interesting like i'm not going to go too in depth about this but it's just kind of a seed is if you actually looked up like what does the black mirror symbolize in witchcraft like it's basically like a way to put things on people and put spells into this mirror and put it on you right now i just want you to think about what are the black mirrors we hold in our hand every single day we hold these iphones what's on the back of our iphone uh forbidden fruit with a bite taken out of it like when you think deeper about the symbolism in some of these things uh all i'm saying is we we are holding many idols in our hands and i was just i was contemplating this last night like when we have a question do we like let's say just a random question like why do the leaves turn orange in the fall we never immediately think let's ask the lord that question we think hey let's google it Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, Mm. interesting, like, where do we go for counsel? And Mm. even just, like, in the mundane. And so Mm -hmm. it's something that's been Mm -hmm. planted in my mind. But Mm -hmm. just, like, 
I really think that as believers, it's really important to be discerning about like what comes into our eye gates and our ear gates, because some of the music we're listening to, you might not realize it, but when people get like really high up in the charts and they're in the secular music industry, there is spiritual practices happening behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Bells and rituals are done when albums are released. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously I'm not going to go too in depth with that. You guys can kind of research on your own, but you can just look at the lyrics in the video videos, like the Mm -hmm. music videos, if you want to see a glimpse into that but tons of relation back to like Egypt tons of lust tons of snakes tons of scorpions you know blood like you just can't get away from it and so I was just gonna say like for myself personally in my walk like the Lord's asked me to listen to like just to to set apart my music that it would just be worship that's Mm -hmm. just me Mm -hmm. but it's Mm -hmm. because I'm very sensitive Mm -hmm. and um, Mm -hmm. discerning like I can feel when Mm -hmm. the music is demonic and Mm -hmm. it has an effect Mm -hmm. it like opens a door for me or even like music or movies like I, as I said before the podcast, like I watch like Hallmark Christmas movies. Those check my list. Um, I usually watch like you know testimonies right. or uh-huh. Uh-huh. sermons. Mm-hmm. And and am I gonna watch like Riverdale and say, and say oh God can redeem it? No. Like am mm-hmm. I gonna watch sin for fun as entertainment purposes? No. I actually kind of think that we're all called not to watch sinful. Like, if, if you're a Christian watching, like, the show Lucifer, I would really want you to contemplate that with the Lord because, mm-hmm. yeah, you just got to ask yourself, like, why? Why in the sake oh, of entertainment no, are you going to watch totally. that? And how you know? set apart do you want to be for yeah. the Lord? Yeah. So good. Yeah, and a lot of times this stuff, too, just depends on who you surround yourself with, right? Yeah, so it's totally. so easy to do this when you're around like-minded believers who are loving Jesus. Yeah. And if you're just sacrificing your life, but you're not actually spending time with the Lord, you're literally missing out on it. Mm-hmm. Because it's like God wants to meet you in the secret place. Yeah, and you tell him, God, I gave this up for you today. And you know what? That was actually really difficult for me. Like, thank you that you're breathing fire on this. Yeah. And I'm going to have more of you because of it. And it's like Big in time. our weakness mm-hmm. that he's made strong, you know? Yeah. And yeah, we just forget that like oh actually I get more of Jesus and he's actually the best Literally. so man give things up and then get into the secret place start worshiping the Lord and spending time with him yeah and he's gonna meet you in that yeah I you know and I'm realizing now as we talk like I forgot to mention a couple key points of the testimony but one of them was the baptism my baptism of the Holy Spirit moment which I'd like to like quickly touch on mm-hmm. but basically like I had been seeking Jesus like I told you guys from morning to night and um, I was crying out to God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and one night just on my bed, I had I had been in the New Age for five years. I had done meditations for hours and, and experienced some spiritual things. But when I encountered God's presence for the first time, it was the most out of this world thing I've ever experienced. Like mm. his presence fell on me in, in my bed. And it was like my entire body was being electrocuted with this like powerful current. Mm. Um, and it was in my ears. I could hear his presence. And it was this powerful thundering, like the way that I can compare it to, to make it relevant was like if you are your ear is directly next to a loudspeaker at an EDM concert mm-hmm. like boom like that bass mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what the presence of God sounded like and like this fear of the Lord came on me and I was like speaking in tongues and just like had this like renewed desire to like share my faith mm-hmm. and yeah the Lord filled me when I when I threw out all the idols and when I threw yeah. out all these things yeah. and I was seeking him mm-hmm. and seeking him mm-hmm. he filled me with his spirit and his so presence cool. and I was like marked and let's go it changed like that encounter with the Lord I don't need to have it again do you know what I mean I'm not seeking experiences but that one experience was like extremely life-changing and mm-hmm. so I just want to encourage like anyone listening to if you've maybe never been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit like 
God is so faithful to give you what you ask for, especially when it's in his will. And so if you just, he wants to give you good gift, he's Mm -hmm. not going to give you, you know, I think stone, stone instead of bread or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Mm -hmm. keep on praying and keep on asking and keep on seeking. Cause like Mm -hmm. in God's word, he promises that he'll give it to you. He says, if you seek me, you'll find me. If you ask, you will receive. And so keep asking God to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and it will happen. What I think is so cool about that is that you literally ask for a really long time, like, God, I want to be baptized in your spirit. And like the world is so wrapped around the concept of instant gratification, but the Bible talks a lot about waiting on the Lord and waiting on his promises. Mm -hmm. And you waited and he didn't have to give you that experience. Like people um, are baptized in spirit, but their experiences tend to be a little bit different, but yours being so radical. Like it was, I I really feel like that was him kind of like blessing you Mm -hmm. and honoring you for like being so diligent and like, like seeking and Mm -hmm. like being persistent and asking like, God, I want this. And I want this like really bad. And I'm going to wait for it until you give it to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was that experience of being baptized in the Holy Spirit like compared to your other new age experiences? Like it was just, it showed me that Jesus was Lord. Like Mm -hmm. his power was so beyond anything I'd ever encountered. And I was thinking in that moment too, I'm like, dang, when I had ghost experiences, I actually, so I I have the gift of discernment and I've had it before I was even a Christian, which is Mm -hmm. actually biblical. It says the gifts are given to you and and like before you're even a Christian sometimes. Um, And so I had this, um, I had this spirit of discernment and so I could literally feel a demonic presence in the room. I, and to this day I still can, like when I meet people, I can like sense things on them. Mm -hmm. Um, I can sense like a room and the environment or like things that have happened there without Mm -hmm. knowing I meet someone, I shake their hand and I can like know everything about them, which is very strange. Mm -hmm. Um, but because I had experienced that before, when I experienced God's presence, it made me realize all those times I was extremely terrified by like these demonic presences mm-hmm. was nothing compared to the power of God. Mm-hmm. Like it made them l- seem like tiny, tiny experiences. And as I'm talking about this now, I'm just remembering these, these two wonderful ladies were with me at my baptism, my water baptism. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even touch on this, but yes, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, but my most special baptism moment was when I was baptized in water. Um, I prayed. I, I couldn't figure out. I wasn't going to a church at the time. It was COVID. I didn't have a church community. So I prayed and I asked God to set my baptism up for me. Mm. And then I think it was like a week later, one of you guys reached out and was like, hey, you know, Justin Menzies, um, who is now my pastor, by the way, which is just crazy how that worked out. Um, is opening up his house to you and wants to baptize you in his bathtub. And it didn't click. It literally did not click that I had asked the Lord to baptize me in a bathtub like years ago. Wow. Um, and so the day of the Lord like downloaded it to my heart just as I arrived at the house. Like I, like I'm answering that prayer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. years later when you're ready in his timing mm-hmm. and his yeah, will. Totally. And so then Justin like sat me down and explained what baptism meant and went into it for like an hour. And I knew what I was getting into. And so I wore all black and it felt like my funeral I hit that water like in my brain I could just see like this black ink coming off my body and afterwards I change into the change of clothes that I had brought with me and I come downstairs and I realize Kat and Brittany and I are all wearing like we very were. similar outfits yeah, we were. like just and I was like it was almost funny because I wore all black and I died and then it was like hey you're welcome to the family wow so it was just super cool how the that. Lord brings everything mm-hmm. full circle totally. yeah he redeems everything the enemy stole from you he will bring full circle he's and so poetic yeah and yeah, he just like love loves that. that he just yeah. loves to I don't know he knows how to how to reach our hearts 
and he's just so personal with all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So fun. Mm-hmm. There was another story that I feel like is so worth talking about, like how God was, um, even before you were saved, he literally was out to protect you. Yes. Okay. So I'm fully in the new age at this point. And I actually, again, forgot to mention my friends, they actually bought idol statues. So they bought like the, the God of death, Anubis at like an Egyptian store and another God. And suddenly like the animals in their house just started dying, which was like weird. But so like, like a bunch of frogs and like, and like a bunch of stuff like that just kept dying. But then what happened is apparently my born again, Christian friend, Nasa said, Hey, you guys need to throw out these idols. Cause this is so demonic. Like, mm. so when they realized, or it, actually, yeah, they had realized and they were thinking about destroying these demons and that's when this happened so this is what you're talking about that was just a bit of context one night it was about three in the morning it was like a probably a friday night or something and we're all about to go to bed in the house was like four no five people and maybe i think like seven cats and a dog like just a lot of lives in that house and so (laughs) 3 a.m in the morning um i'm doing tarot cards i'm getting exhausted my friend um is already asleep in bed she's she's done and And I'm like, okay, I'm ready for bed. I'm going to just do this last tarot reading. So I'm doing this last tarot reading and there's a knock at the door. So my friend's mom and her go answer the door. I don't see the people, but it's this couple walking their dog at three in the morning. And they just say to us, they're like, Hey, we smell gas outside your house. Like you need to, you need to call 911 or call the fire department. And they're like, what? And they're like, yeah, like we smell gas. Like we just wanted to tell you. And so they leave the house and my friend and her mom look at me and they're like, just have this weird look. And the mom's like, that's so stupid. Let's just go to bed. Like it's probably a car or something that Mm -hmm. backed up. Mm -hmm. And I just had this feeling. I'm like, dude, we need to call the fire department. Like, I don't know why, but we have to call the fire department. Mm -hmm. We call the fire department. They come over and they have like, they have gas masks on and they're like going through our house. Turns out their furnace had backed up and just had begun to leak carbon monoxide into the house. So this was like the winter. And basically we would have been dead in the next hour had those people not come to the door. Wow. And so straight up, like the Lord's grace and mercy on me, even before I knew him, even as I'm sitting there sinning, like blaspheming God by like doing, practicing the spirit of divination, he was faithful to save me. And so I don't even think it clicked that night. Like, you know, I look back on it now and I'm like, whoa, those had to have been angels or like something like wow. appointed by God. Who walks their dog Christians. at three in the morning? I know. It was just, it's just <laughs> That's so crazy. So yeah, Jesus. I know where I would have been. Mm-hmm. You know, Hebrews talks I about, he, it, like the Bible talks about be nice to strangers because you never know if you might be entertaining angels. <laughs> so right. true. So it's true. Cool. And like, it's funny because my friends after that, you know, all these animals had died in the house. And at this point they're like, oh my gosh, it's this Anubis statue. So they take <laughs> this thing and they're trying to break it on the ground. Finally crushed it. Just like tons of weird stuff happened. Yeah. 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 Dude, thank you for sharing all that. That's amazing. Um, I'd love it if you could just pray over listeners that they Mm -hmm. could uh, receive just greater discernment. And uh, just a couple things to reiterate. You know, we talked about some dark things today that that are very real and powerful and that we actually need to avoid, you know. So once Mm -hmm. again, you shared all this stuff on this episode, not to glorify the dark, but to expose it and just that people would know that like Ouija boards are actually really bad. Tarot cards and angel cards, all these things are actually bad and you are participating with a spirit that is not the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and that's idol worship and God hates that. And ultimately it's all a cheap fake compared to what God actually has to offer. 
So Kiana, you're talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And as mm-hmm. believers, I think we can have this temptation to be like, oh, I'm not hearing God prophetically. He's not telling me what's going on with my life. I'm not seeing any healings, miracles, this and that. And so therefore I'm hungry for a spiritual mm-hmm. experience and we're willing to go to these other idols, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just, once again, we want to reiterate that there is a real tangible encounter available yeah. for you with the Lord Big when time. he speaks to you day in, day out. He's your father. We are his children. He cares about us, you know, mm-hmm. and the things in the Bible are for today, you yeah. know, healings, miracles, all the things. It's an adventure with God yeah. and everything Big else time. is a cheap counterfeit. It is. Totally. And yeah. so if you're listening to this episode today and you're like, wow, I actually dabble in some of this stuff, man, I just want to encourage you get right with the Lord and repent and get yeah. rid of things that don't belong in your house, you know? Mm-hmm. And even if you look like a freak show compared to even some of your other Christian friends who are doing this, man, God's calling you to a holy path. Mm-hmm. He has a high yeah. standard for you because you're totally. his child and he wants to give you more of him. And yeah. it's actually a really beautiful thing. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And all I can say to like people listening, um, just to connect with what Kat said, like, yeah, wow. To walk in the will of God is an adventure and it's so fun and it's the best decision you'll ever make to die to yourself and follow Jesus. Like he will speak to you personally. Mm -hmm. You know, the miracles that happen on a daily basis in my life is unbelievable. And I know obviously a lot was left out in this testimony and Mm -hmm. that it's a story for another day just to even like, you know, be in Mexico and and I prayed for this lady's back and God literally healed her back. And I got a little update video two months later. She's still healed. She can bend down. So God, is fun and Mm -hmm. it's so so exciting to follow the Lord Mm -hmm. and so it's not like you are leaving behind everything and your life's going to be boring like your life is an adventure with Jesus yeah um I think like obviously a lot of what we're delivered from when we come to Christ becomes like an authority we walk in and it becomes a part of our purpose and people we can reach so for me like the Lord has supernaturally brought like Freemasons into my path and Mm -hmm. um that's again like getting in depth into that is a story for another day but like basically I had I had researched this stuff for so long and he's bringing these people into my life Mm -hmm. to minister to. Mm -hmm. I was able to share the gospel with them. Um, He's brought new agers into my life Mm -hmm. and I've been able to like meet them where they are at in their understanding of what they currently believe about like the universe and stuff and like tell them like, Hey, this is where it's a counterfeit and this Mm -hmm. is the truth. So he'll open doors in the areas that like you were delivered from for you to minister to people and Mm -hmm. you have an authority Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. when you've overcome by the blood of Christ like you have an authority to minister into Mm -hmm. those areas Mm -hmm. yeah it's so good so Mm -hmm. he uses it all he Mm -hmm. does I love it it's great big time yeah well Kiana we'd love it if you'd just pray over listeners for discernment they'd grow in discernment of spirits and uh, whatever yeah definitely yeah Lord thank you for every single person that has listened and taken the time to watch this podcast today Um, God I just pray that you would um, unblind their minds in any areas that they have been blinded Mm -hmm. by the enemy, Lord. Mm -hmm. And I pray that you would expose the deeds of darkness in their life, um, just that they'd be able to see the world clearly and the things they're doing clearly. And I pray that you would just bring your your kindness into their life, Lord, because we know that your kindness is what leads people to repentance. Mm -hmm. So I just pray um, for any listener that this is resonated with and that's feeling convicted. I just pray that you would continue to to do that work in their hearts with just such gentleness and Mm -hmm. that there's no condemnation Mm -hmm. um, that God loves you and he just wants to show you like what's truly accessible through him and I just pray that you would increase every listener's discernment that they be able to discern what is of you and what is not and I pray um, that they would never be deceived Um, I pray that you would just yeah completely give them 
direction in their lives that they would know they're walking in your will and I pray that you'd open their ears that they would be able to hear your voice very clearly Um, I just pray a blessing over all of them today and I, I pray that you would continue to walk them down this path towards righteousness even though it's not always the easiest path it's the most rewarding path and I pray they would just be able to have adventures with you and have fun with you and I pray the joy of the Lord over every listener they would just be so delighted in following Christ and that you would speak to them in unique ways and bring little miracles into their life that show how much you love them and um, yeah I just thank you for everyone listening in Jesus name amen Wow, such a great episode. And just to sum it all up, Kiana hit on some big topics today, including open doors, yoga, and ultimately a bunch of counterfeit spirituality that can open up demonic doors in our lives, including the New Age movement. But hey, we want to hear from you, so let us know what stood out to you the most, which you can do by leaving a review or sending us a DM. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you share it with a friend, like and subscribe to the podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Just Godly Things Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.